This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Who gonna check me, boo? And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld And welcome to a short week I guess the short week. Yeah, it doesn't it already doesn't feel like it's going to be a short week. No. I thought it was Monday. Um, <laughs> maybe that's for the best. Maybe I'll just be I mean, I haven't known what day it was in like almost a year. So yeah. at this point, you know, it is what it is. How was your President's Day weekend? It was good. How was yours? My my weekend, I have a feeling, was similarly uneventful to yours based <laughs> on the fact that you can't remember a single thing you did. I will say the one big excitement of my weekend was that I sat down and watched the Jersey season premiere that's oh, on, yeah. on tomorrow. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's a Buckle juicy. Buckle up. Bu- bu- buckle up. I... I was told it was shocking. I was still not prepared. Um, I can't wait to get into it later this week because I think I think people are going to have a lot of opinions. <laughs> um, yeah, I turned on my TV this morning and the episode was on of Jennifer giving a tour of her house and everyone was like, cool. <laughs> it, it was so awkward to like rewatch. She was like, this is the room that like the traditional room that like my daughter's going to be asked to be engaged, like married and Dolores was like, isn't your oldest daughter 10? And she's like, yeah. She's like, all right, so you have a little while to go. But yeah, Jersey never disappoints. I'm 16 very, very bathrooms. Yeah. yeah. It's that's so much. Oh my God. Imagine during coronavirus, her looking for toilet paper. Like the <laughs> the the everyday person couldn't find toilet paper. Jennifer needed more than all of us. Well, I feel like if you're not having people come in and out of the house, you probably only use half those bathrooms. So like I hope so. <laughs> they could probably take like some toilet paper from like the sixth guest bathroom and put it in in like the master or something. I'm so sad that we're talking about this right now. We need but... to get Jennifer on the show solely so we can ask about her toilet paper situation during yeah. the pandemic. Um Okay, let's get into today. We're talking about Real Housewives of Atlanta, and we're also going to talk about the Below Deck finale because our schedule is a little mixed up. Um, okay, Atlanta, we're still in Isle of Palms, South Carolina. This trip, this trip really all boils down so far to Kenya's shortcomings as a hostess. Right. And I yes. <laughs> I I have mixed feelings because, of course, I sympathize with what Kenya is going through with her marital situation and she has a kid to take care of. But at the same time, objectively, she has not been a good host on this trip. She, she's This episode was like one of those where so much happened, yet nothing happened, if that makes sense. It's particularly this episode. I don't know why I feel that way, but I agree. It's upsetting. Porsche even called her out with her sob stories, etc. You do feel for people when they have stuff going on. However... That doesn't have 
anything to do with you planning a lunch for the entire house. So I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah, it's it is one like I get. I think there are different kind of levels here when you talk about. OK, so I feel like the three big things that are happening, you have the jet that she took. Right. The the having her daughter there and nobody mm-hmm. else being a, aware of that or allowed to bring their kid. And then the whole crab cake situation. I feel like the jet thing that feels like pe- Kenya just being petty. That feels yeah. like she was going to take the jet. She didn't want to tell anyone. The kid thing. I think that is more of a real, you know, she's in the oh, situation. Yeah. She doesn't feel like she has the, you know, the childcare or the whatever situation to not bring Brooklyn. Fine. I don't, I feel like it's not really my place to be like, bitch should have got two nannies. Cause like, yeah. that's like, I don't, you know, I, I don't have two nannies. I don't know, like, <laughs> but then the crab cake to me, that is the thing where it's like, you, did you not like, she's like, well, you could have gotten your Uber eats too. And it's like, right. But why would, as the host, why would you have not said the food's going to be late? Who wants to get Uber eats? Even if you're not paying for everybody's, which they're on, they're on a cast trip. I'm pretty sure Bravo's picking up the tab for all of that food. It's just like, like, why can you not wrap your mind around the fact that it felt like shitty for the host to get food for themselves and not for other people? That exactly what you just said is that she can't wrap her head around it. Like, why are you not understanding? And listen, we've all been there where we're having an argument with someone and they're just not getting it. But like, this is candy handed you reasons why you were quote unquote being annoying this trip and there one thing was all right two things okay she gave you a list of reasons of things that you did wrong and it was almost like she wanted to host the trip to be like the host and like queen and then completely fell through and was like oh no i just labeled myself the host like i don't have responsibilities yeah, it's it's strange because on these shows, obviously, there are certain responsibilities that the host person takes on, you know, like planning the games, whatever. <laughs> but like the trip is going to happen regardless of who hosts it. Like it's a trip right. for I the know. show. So it's not like if Kenya doesn't host the trip, the trip isn't going to happen. It's like just have literally anyone else play host for the weekend. I, for one, don't like it's so hard to put into words. Like I don't need so it's one thing if we have something planned for the day, like, and you have to be downstairs at a certain time and you're taking a bus somewhere and like, you're going to the winery, et cetera, whatever, whatever the case may be. But in general, if you guys are just staying at the house, which you know is like the deal, why do you need someone telling you what to do? Go put your fucking bathing suit on and lay by the pool. Like it's not, I, I don't, I actually prefer people don't tell me what to do. I, I'm here to hang out, get away for the weekend and have fun. And like, I guess the whole, I don't, the whole crab cake thing is just really that, that was like the, the straw that, that, that was just, there is no explanation for that. So I okay, can't so get past from a it. More, from a more specific standpoint, let's talk about this, this night that we start on and Kenya it's, you know, they're finishing up dinner and it's like, okay, like, what are we going to do now? Like there's supposed to be a game, right? Like they're, I mean, they're always, they're, they need to film for the for the show. Like they can't just like not do anything the whole time mm-hmm. they're at the house. And Kenya's like, okay, for the game, let's do, let's all go to sleep. And it's 9 30 PM. And they're like, uh, we could play Never Have I Ever. Portia says she played Never Have I Ever in jail, which is so 
I love I love how casually she can just throw that in there. She's like, yeah, it's a fun game. I played it in jail. <laughs> Everything Portia says that is casual is the best. Like she did it at the other dinner too. We'll get there. And I laughed out loud because her <laughs> her um delivery is just so good. So okay, so then Kenya says, let's all go to sleep. And she means it. She goes upstairs <laughs> to her room. Candy goes up, is knocking on the door. Clearly, Kenya has the door locked or something. She finally comes to the door and she's like, why is there a camera? And Candy's like, uh... They followed me. Like, like, we're on a TV show. I'm coming to talk to you. Like, I didn't say like, hey, bring a camera. It's like, that, that they're doing their job. I don't, I don't understand. This is, again, kind of similar to the crab cake. It's like, why does Kenya think this isn't how it's going to go? Like, does she think that the producers aren't going to try to get her to come downstairs? Like, you're here to film a TV show. Uh, again, though, it would be one thing if she was like, okay, guys, like, go to sleep and, like, jokingly and go upstairs and, like, woohoo, all right, I'm so tired. I'm really going to sleep. But, like, she didn't. She, like, just went up. But that was funny. When when Candy did knock on the door and she was, like, didn't come. We didn't see Kenya. We just heard her. Like, she actually mm-hmm. didn't open the door enough. Right. Candy got pissed. And I, like, don't blame her for that because Candy, in this case, is, like, the heather gay of the show where she's just like (laughs) been there for kenya and she's getting sick of it and she's like i don't need to keep doing this and i have your back but like are you seriously not coming down like you're oh you're being serious you're not coming downstairs then candy like walked away this is one of those moments where i think it's a really interesting dynamic that we see a lot of the time with housewives drama is that it's there is an event that's happening on the show that they're kind of talking about like kenya not being a good host whatever but also there's this kind of like veil over it of that the drama is about the show itself, that it's like, you're on this trip for the show. Like everybody knows you're there to film. That's the point of the trip. And, you know, they slight, they break the fourth wall a little bit when Kenya's like, why is there a camera? But when Candy's saying that it's not fair for her to not come downstairs and not be with the group and, you know, that's a part of being on the show that it's like they work together as a cast to go on this trip and create this content for the show. Mm-hmm. And that by staying upstairs and not engaging with the group, Kenya is kind of not pulling her weight in terms of being in the cast. And I think Absolutely. that's so it's like, uh, I mean, we can well all empathize said. with the fact that it's like it's obnoxious that she's hosting the trip and she won't plan a game, but it's also as equal cast members on this show it's obnoxious that she won't show up to the you know the evening portion of filming (laughs) the evening portion i feel like we've said this before on other cast trips too like that's why it's a cast trip because like these women some of them would not be going on a trip together if they weren't on the show like so that's why candy was like are you effing serious like i don't want to sit down here and like right and then all of them whittle my thumbs I thought it was really interesting seeing all of them kind of get upset, especially about their kids, because like, you know, we've, we talked about this before, but it's like, Portia has a young kid. Candy has young kids. uh, Shamia has a baby at home. uh, Drew has young kids. Like there is, there are fewer people on this trip without young kids than with. Mm -hmm. And for all of them, they're like, I'm here because I feel like I have to be here. Like, this is my job. Right. I figured my shit out. And again, like without specifically, you know, trying to like throw shade at Kenya's childcare situation. 
it does feel like she's not kind of pulling her weight in terms of participating with the group. Right. Um, so I do want to talk about the talk that Candy and Kenya had the next day. And I kind of do like seeing Kenya vulnerable like that, where she kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. opened up and was talking to Candy and she did get upset and she did say, like, I am going through stuff. I told you that this week. Like, I told you that. Um, right. And then she brought up Mark and like Candy again was like feeling for her, but she was like, but Kenya, like, that's not the problem. Like, I get it and whatever. But then she, of course, she gave her the list, like what we said before, the jet, the crab cake, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, and telling her all the things she did wrong. And honestly, she we thought she had it like she was there and was taking in everything candy was saying but then they went back and met with the girls and gave what i guess you can call an apology dylan did would you have called that an apology uh, I, it was an apology in the sense that i believe the words i apologize came out of her mouth <laughs> but not an apology in the sense of there really being any meaning behind it and her you know, her reaction was basically like, if you think I'm such a bad host, then fine, I won't be the host. Not like, I actually, th- like, thank you for the feedback. I understand I should have done this differently. There's a level, I mean, trust me, we have seen some some shitty apologies on Housewives. Mm. I don't think this is like the deepest problem ever to apologize for, no. but it's, she doesn't really show... I think with an apology, it's important. Obviously, it's important to say the, you know, the the apologizing words but also to know why it's it's important to show that you understand not just what you did wrong but why other people were affected by it and were upset by it and i mean kenya clearly is not really interested in that she's like she's like fine if you want latoya to do the workout latoya can do the workout like i'm sorry i didn't plan the perfect trip and and then she like really people in charge she put people in charge of the rest of like the events going on but also the fact that candy was like i don't care at all about the private jet like you got a crab cake and didn't (laughs) tell anyone She's like flying a private jet all you want, but like you didn't ask. Right, it's like that's not crash. actually like the the real the, the meat of the, the problem here. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The Superpower Short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. 
I do want to quickly, I want to highlight two moments that we kind of brushed over. First of all, we see Cynthia putting this this p- pig meat in a Ziploc bag that she says she's going to bring home to Mike Hill, which is just... Oh. Honestly, respect to her. There's a lot of leftover meat on this table. And, you know, she says there's a whole pig in there. I love that they say she, they're like, see, this is why you're an auntie. Like, you're dressed like a niece, but you're acting like an auntie, bringing the doggy bag of meat home. Ew. <laughs> Not for you. Um, and then the other moment was when Portia in her confessional said that Kenya is like Maleficent. Oh, my God. <laughs> she couldn't she was like so excited to make the analogy she's like she's like a disney villain and then like she landed on it she's like maleficent that bitch is like maleficent and they they edited it with this dramatic music and this slow motion clip of kenya laughing maniacally uh i posted a reel of that moment on <laughs> the bravo by Vetch's instagram because i just i i had to rewind like four times to properly record it but it was worth it because i just it makes me laugh so because you watched it four more times it i mean and then once it was a reel i watched it like 50 more times the tension though i'm not gonna lie like you can cut the tension with a knife in that house like it is yeah between portia and kenya between marlo and kenya now like candy's in there it's just like latoya and drew like it's like awkward but it's a good awkward. Yeah. Like I'm actually enjoying so, watching it. Yeah. So after we have um after we have Latoya's drunk workout that she makes everyone take shots for. Which, Shamia is the MVP. <laughs> Shamia was hustling her little butt <laughs> to that workout. She was really going for it. Um, I thought it was interesting. Drew and Portia decided not, not to do the workout and had a little sit down. And, well, Drew Drew couldn't do the workout. Oh, right, right, right. Drew's cast, Drew's so. foot is out of out of order <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, i i think it's interesting how drew is kind of having this uh confusion about the group she's like wait 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 wait. so last night everyone was like so upset with kenya whatever and then today we're just like pretending it didn't happen yeah. like this feels fake to me like i don't know kind of what the like what the vibe is like who actually likes who like i don't and I think that's interesting. It kind of reminds me of Eva a little bit, like her energy of like, I feel like she, I like Drew's energy, but she hasn't quite like locked in with the group. And mm-hmm. I think that actually creates some opportunities. And we see her bring up with Kenya at this crab <laughs> crab shack place they're at about like, what's actually going on here? Like, why are we pretending that nobody's upset anymore? I think that, she had a good intention drew but the start of her at that dinner wasn't like she she couldn't get she couldn't land the plane like right where how she wanted it to come out but it did turn into a good conversation i do not like when people just say they're being attacked like kenya was like i feel like i'm being attacked right now and drew was like what are you i'm not attacking you like i literally am asking you a question like so i don't i don't like when you when people just like throw out that word i i think it's like kind of aggressive to be honest but i feel the same about a deflection and a deflection for not answering the question i feel like attacked and then also when people claim that they're being bullied on these shows i I feel like like that goes hand in hand that it's like somebody criticizing you for something is not attacking you and somebody saying something that you don't like is not automatically bullying it's called it's called it's called the conversation right it's a conversation you're on the show yeah i mean like there's gonna be disagreement (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i mean i think 
I think Drew kind of has a good point. I I do think Kenya kind of is again getting in her own way when she's like, look, I apologized earlier. If you don't think, and it's like nobody at this table feels like they got a a real no. meaningful apology from you. So at that point, it's like, that's on you. It doesn't matter if the words I apologize came out of your mouth. If nobody that you were speaking to felt like they received an apology, that's that's not their problem. And I'm sorry. I got triggered when Kenya goes, I'll wait when everyone was on their phones because that was middle school. Oh That's, my God. I was in middle school social oh studies. Oh my God. Your teacher would be like, I'll wait. And I, and like she said that. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. All the women were like, well, <laughs> Tanya was ordering appetizers. Just like, honestly, we've seen her hangry before and like good mm-hmm. for her. She's like, and Portia, this is the part I was talking about. Oh my God. When she was like, I'll wait for Portia. She Portia didn't even blink when she goes, no, you can keep going. I'm, I'm just, I can hear, I can do my ears. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, she doesn't get, Portia doesn't give a fuck what you are saying, but well, yeah, I think b- because it, when you look at the whole group, Portia and Kenya are the two people that kind of have the least relationship I would say like they're not friends they're not trying to be friends honestly at this point I don't even think they really have that much beef with each other they're just like aren't friends yeah and so for for Kenya to kind of be like demanding Portia's attention Portia's like I don't like I don't care like this it affects people like Drew and Candy and even Marlo more because they actually feel like they are invested in like trying to have a good relationship with Kenya. Whereas like Portia's like, I don't give a fuck. Like keep talking. Like I, I'm not like leaving the table because I don't want to hear you. I just am like scrolling on my phone. Cause to be honest, I'm kind of bored. I really appreciate though. Portia, like I'm, I always think about this. Like I compare her to her first season on, on Atlanta and like how she was young and like wild and she still is, but she has become, I can't even put into words like such like an influence because people now come to her as like the person to talk to. Like what you were saying before, like drew felt comfortable talking to her. Like Portia, like can evolve into any conversation that anyone's talking to. And I don't know. I just like, I love Portia. I love Portia so much. I love Portia too. And I think that is a good segue into talking about, I think the best part of this episode, which was um, seeing the women sit down at the house and watch live on TV, the, um, the grand jury findings from the Breonna Taylor um, case. And that was just so, it was so emotional I wasn't watching it live on TV when it happened, but I've, I remember that day and like getting the news and seeing these women who, th- I mean, they obviously as black women have very personal experiences with racism and, you know, racial inequality in America. And I thought hearing them speak about that and watching them, you know, experience that disappointment of the system, letting them down once again, it was so emotional. I was crying. I, I just, I really applaud them for sharing that with us. And also I'm really glad that um, the producers and editors left that scene in the episode, because I think it really, it's important to see like they're out on this trip. Like they're obviously, you know, getting drunk, having a good time. It's housewives. That's what they do, but they're not detached from reality because this is something that they can't just like turn on and off in their lives. 
Yeah, I thought that scene was that was very powerful. That's the word I like even while watching it. Mm-hmm. That's the word I I really chose for this. Like it was very powerful and raw to watch and those were real emotions and real um feelings that they had and I I I can't really f- feel what they're feeling which is also a problem in itself and that's why it was so powerful watching this and I did like when Portia said well I didn't like it I just understood when Portia said like she when they got the verdict that she feels that she's here on borrowed time she's like why the system doesn't like do anything for us and I was like that's just like something that's very serious and emotional and afterwards Again, with Portia not even thinking twice, her her instant reaction was, "We just have to keep going and put more pressure mm-hmm. on them and be and keep doing what we're doing." Like she wasn't, she was taken back for just a minute, and then she was like, "I'm going to keep doing what I have been doing." Yeah, and it's, I mean, like we we were talking about a few minutes ago, kind of watching Portia come into her own in terms of like the group dynamic on the show and stuff, but also just as you know, of a full person who is super invested in these issues that are so important. And it, I mean, truly her journey on housewives, I was watching recently um, part of the episode where she and Kenya have that like Miss America, Miss USA fight, like outside that charity event. And it's like, it's, it is crazy that we have watched from that to this, like it, it just, it's like night and day and, you know, well, because Portia is now realizing what the real issues are in the world, and she's standing up for those as opposed to just wasting time fighting with Kenya about, you know, irrelevant <laughs> Bye, things. Um, yeah, so j- props to the Atlanta ladies and the editors and stuff, because that was just just a really great, powerful moment. And I, I don't think if this had happened a few years ago, five years ago, I don't. I don't know that we would have seen that on a Housewives show, and I'm glad that we've come to a like point you where think they, it would have been an edited out scene. Yeah, or like it just wouldn't. The I mean the the whole vibe of the season. You know, they started the season talking about mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter. They showed Portia protesting, and I think, I I think we're just in a different place now where we understand that, or a lot of people understand the importance of including that. And I just don't know, you know, from a standpoint of like the network, the producers, the whatever, like a few years ago, I don't know if that would have kind of found its way into the season in the same way. And I'm glad it did. So, you know, more work to do, but really happy to see that. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are 
are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's talk about Below Deck. <sighs> Elizabeth, seeing her Elizabeth. reaction to getting fired again still just like made me laugh because it's it- like, Oh, what? It was a little, it was dramatic, but at the same time, like, like we said last week, I, she really didn't see it coming. So she really was like taken aback. And the part though, where it continued of her chasing Francesca through the boat was not a good look for Elizabeth. Like she was like, please, can you talk to Captain Lee? And that part, I was like, no, like Captain Lee was there when you got fired. Like he already knows about it. And she was like, right, the Francesca, please. Yeah. Can we work it out? Like all of this. And Francesca though was like, you've had a lot of opportunities. You've had a lot of chances, which I agree. But at the same time, I'm going to go back and say, but they could have been done differently because Francesca, I feel like at that point didn't even give Elizabeth a warning. I thought about that. The girl never got a warning like a verbal warning being like, this is your last chance. I feel like it was always in Francesca's like confessionals or something or to other people. But I don't, I don't think she ever said to Elizabeth, like you have one more shot. I I don't think that happened. I think, okay. I think with the, I, I feel like with the guest cabin thing at one point, Francesca was like, if this happens again, but then it didn't end up happening again. It just was like two days Something later. She got else. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's the kind of thing where I don't know. I think you could pick, you can pick apart the way in which it happened, but I don't understand how you could watch the season and not think that Elizabeth is like worthy of getting fired from that job. Um, I, I, I don't know. I it's, it is funny and like kind of just ironic that it, they waited so long to fire her and then it ended up being the end of the season anyway. So she didn't even miss a single charter. It's like, damn, if they had waited one more day to fire her, it wouldn't have happened. So they had planned Elizabeth's birthday for that dinner when they went out that night. So she had gotten fired. They went out that night and this cake gate, we shall call it. (laughs) Dinner's over and the waitress comes with a 
full sheet cake and sparklers on top. And they were uh, the whole table knew right away. They were like, oh, my God, oh, my God, like bugging out. But then we find out Rachel's the one that ordered the cake. But Rachel also claims she canceled the cake. So she doesn't know. There's a little bit of a mix up how this cake still arrived. So the whole table is like eating it and cutting it and and sharing and celebrating. And Rachel takes a little dive into Rachel land. No, I I agreed with her to an extent. She thought it was very distasteful, very not appropriate that they were cheering and laughing about Elizabeth leaving. Rachel, we know, has been friends with her, had her back, et cetera. But yeah, I think it, it, it on was Francesca. Of, I think it was kind of like confounding like one thing on top of the other because it was like Rachel uh, I like I do agree that the the way they were <laughs> the way they were going about eating the cake was like a little you know a little distasteful not the most considerate but at the same time Rachel was also pissed at Francesca and so it was kind of like I think her reaction was a little bit out of proportion, but I do understand where the the general feeling behind it was. But it's like, that's not just on Francesca. Like, everyone no. was doing it. And then, you know, I think I get that Rachel was annoyed about Elizabeth getting fired, but it's like, Franche- your issues with Francesca are separate from Elizabeth being bad at her job. Right. She, it was so awkward too. Like, she went into Captain Lee the next day. And the thing I don't like about oh, this that is was weird. That rubbed you, me the wrong way. When you go on, when you want to have a private conversation, it's still on the walkie talkies, which I never understand because it's like, if I want to go talk to Captain Lee, like I want to, I don't want everyone to know that I'm going to talk to Captain Lee. Yeah. It's like a private conversation. So after Rachel's meltdown, like the next day, she asks over the loudspeaker if he has a minute. So now everyone's like, oh, it's about the cake. It's about the cake. And Francesca's like, now what is she going to talk to Captain Lee about? Right. And this conversation they had was just so awkward because she didn't have anything to talk to about Captain right. Lee. It's like, there was nothing okay, there. So you're going to be like, Rachel and I, or Francesca and I are having communication problems. Captain Lee's not going to be like, okay, fuck Francesca. She sucks. Like, I think she needed a minute to vent. And that's what I think it ended up being. But she went in with no like direction of what she wanted the end conversation to be. She right, was like emotional. At this point, it's like she doesn't, you know, it's she doesn't have any information that's going to lead to like Francesca getting disciplined or anything. Captain Lee, at the end of this conversation, is never going to give her anything more than a like figure it out, okay? <laughs> like go go figure it out. <laughs> like he doesn't want to deal with this, and I I appreciate that Francesca and Rachel had a little um a little heart to heart come to Jesus moment because it's like they don't have like their problems are not that deep. Like they dislike each other's communication styles, I guess, but it's like nothing has happened here. That is that, you know, overwhelmingly bad. Like just do like, you know, try your best to get on the same page and that's it. Like nobody has like wronged anyone else. You just aren't really seeing eye to eye. Name me another charter where this chief stew and chef 
didn't get a, like got along for the entire season. Like it just doesn't happen. There's there's bumps in the road. Like they right, have problems like, with ev- with everything the other one does because they there's a hierarchy. It's just I feel so like Rachel has kind of like invented in her mind that Francesca is way worse than she is. And it's like you guys have had some communication slip ups. Maybe Francesca isn't always like as on top of it as she like thinks she is. But nobody here is like dropping the ball so hard no i actually think all these charters um went pretty smoothly from a viewer's perspective i i I agree i mean they they talk at the end about how the first charter was kind of a a disaster from the deck crew standpoint but like nobody was you know this season was not a particularly bumpy season i mean rachel pretty much knocked it out of the park every time with the food there were like some obvious little hiccups on service elizabeth you know, was kind of absent sometimes, (laughs) but it wasn't. Yeah. Like there was no, I mean, there's a reason that nobody got fired. Well, I guess Shane, I guess Shane got fired. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't There's a reason that this season was like generally pretty chill in terms of cast turnover because there weren't that big of issues. And, um, you know, Captain Lee says it's not a time to celebrate when the season gets cut short. But I don't I mean, I, I would have been having champagne. Well, he he gets the news and everything with him is so dramatic. It's like hilarious. And he lets everyone mm-hmm. know that to the last because coronavirus is getting significantly worse around the world. So um, they get notified that the last two charters get canceled, which, by the way, I the first thing I thought of watching it which means if i was working it i'd think even more were my tips i'd be like yes uh, i was wondering that i was like okay so that's hello. probably like three thousand dollars that they're not gonna get or maybe more to be honest if like you know they get more than fifteen hundred dollars as a tip if it's a good charter but that's like their money that they're depending on and so i do wonder if that happens if they just like go scratch or if they like get compensated in some way i, I don't not, know so they they've i've heard them talk about this they get paid like they get of they course. are yeah and then the tip is on top of that i would imagine they probably get their salary through the end of the season and then just don't get the tip money yeah, but I, you kind of guess you know like in that in a service industry you kind of do like bank on your tips though because they are great right i mean but whatever, maybe to go spend six months at home, yeah. it's not so bad because they're not going out and, you know, getting bottle service every Here's night. hoping. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm curious true. to see this reunion next week. Um, I I have uh, intel that one person doesn't show up to the reunion. Um, but I think... I think it should still be okay. I don't Why know. I have feel like, we not even seen a commercial for? I think because this. they filmed it just they filmed it like a week or two ago, but it's like a watch what happens live reunion situation, oh, so it's not God. kind of the same like weight as like a housewives reunion. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm I'm interested to see Francesca and Elizabeth kind of go at it. I guess the James and Elizabeth thing could be interesting. I don't really feel like there are that many loose ends here. Like the the relationships are pretty cut and dry. There wasn't any like gigantic scandal this season so it's i mean i think it's a one-part reunion like whatever it'll be nice to listen wrap it up that's definitely all it needs to be but i do want to mention too that eddie who has really really grown on me such a little sweetheart he got promoted and it got really emotional and then he leaves and he captain lee says which got me like 
emotional that which is the best compliment I think anyone could get from a parent is that he would want his son to be like Eddie if he were, you know, had lived, have still Mm -hmm. been here. And I think that hearing that if Eddie Eddie hearing that is like the nicest thing you could hear from like, it's so kind and it was very sweet. Such a great moment. Eddie was on Watch What Happens Live last night, and he was he was talking about how much that meant to him. So um, that was a a nice way to end the season. Um, Overall, not I don't think it was the best season of Below Deck. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was the worst. Um, I'll be curious. I have a question for you. Yeah. What? So there was a poll on Instagram that you did where specifically you asked if you we'd want Francesca back and what was the end goal for that? Like, does the majority of the people want her back or Um, don't want her back as chief stew? Let me check. It was like, I think fairly evenly split, but I think the no's were (laughs) as if if we're the ones making the decision. Like whatever that answer is currently um, with two hours left on the Instagram story poll. (laughs) um, We are at 55% no 45%. Yes. So most people, a majority of people don't want her back next season. Yeah. But it is pretty even like, you know, it's not like I, the thing with Francesca (laughs) is that I don't think she's like, incredible like i definitely don't think she's like a kate or hannah in terms of you know their kind of star quality but i don't think she was <laughs> i don't think she was like bad on the show no 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 and i no. i'm a little for me the only thing is we've had so much turnover across the below deck franchise you know sailing other than captain glenn sailing has a complete new cast for season two we obviously lost hannah we lost kate um and I mean, there's obviously more turnover than just that, but specifically with the chief stews, it's like, you know, it would be nice to have some consistency, but we'll see. Right. Right. We'll see. We'll see. Um, we will be back on Thursday with another episode. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches and just be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.